Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into this week's post-game FizzCast. It's a great one, John. Syracuse gets its first win of the 2020 season, a 37-20 victory over Georgia Tech. Ian Unsworth and John Eads here to break the game down for you, and it was a great game to watch if you were a Syracuse fan. Tommy DeVito in the offense, firing on not all but most cylinders, but we got to start with the defense, right, John? Five turnovers forced on the day, four picks, one which Trill Williams returned for a touchdown. Just a great day for a Syracuse defense that has made its mark forcing takeaways. And on top of that, they didn't have Andre Sisco. That was a big storyline going into the game. And there were guys shuffling in and out of the game with injuries all day. A lot of young guys in the secondary. And, you know, despite all of that, they stepped up. Jihad Carter stepped up. Garrett Williams continues to put on. And the the defense was just stellar all day. And, yeah, like you said, forcing five turnovers, including four interceptions. Back to the Cisco point, uh, multiple sources before the game started reporting that Cisco collided with Ed Hendricks during a warm-up drill and limped off the field, did not dress for the actual game, was in street clothes with his jersey over, over them on the sideline. That could be an issue for Syracuse going forward, but we're not here to speculate right now. We're here to focus on the positives, and the Syracuse defense played amazing. However, struggled to stop the Georgia Tech run game a little bit, and I can understand why. Syracuse scored a couple quick touchdowns. That one deep bomb from DeVito to Taj. Absolutely amazing to see that connection finally work out. The 46-yard bomb for the touchdown. But that was only a three-play drive. So Syracuse's defense right back out on the field. And Jameer Gibbs started to get it going. He was honestly Georgia Tech's one real source of offense today. He's led the team in receiving uh, in, in the last game against UCF. And he had a good game today once again. Georgia Tech's run game just in totality, is going to lead their team the rest of this year. They had 275 yards today, Ian. Uh, two touchdowns, one from Jeff Sims, one from Jameis Griffin. But yeah, Jameer Gibbs, 18 carries, 105 yards, averaging just about six a carry. Syracuse couldn't tackle him. They couldn't. He seemed to get a lot of his yardage bouncing it outside, which makes a lot of sense because you only have three defensive linemen and three linebackers up there to stop the run. But it wasn't really the run game where Georgia Tech struggled. It was the passing game. Jeff Sims was 13 for 28 on the day, only 174 yards, and the four picks, as we mentioned. The first two really came off of good pressure from the front seven. Yeah, and that's something we talked about going into the game was, you know, Georgia Tech just didn't really have the weapons on the outside to make Syracuse pay. Jalen Camp had one big third down conversion catch, but besides that, Syracuse was sending pressure all day. Tony White was dialing it up, and it got home most of the time and really made Jeff Sims have to work out of the pocket, make some quick decisions. And he made us pay on one of them on that really clutch fourth down touchdown pass. But most of the day, he was uh, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know where the blitzes were coming from. They were getting home and really causing a havoc. And as a result, you got four uh, interceptions and five turnovers. And eventually got pulled for backup quarterback Jordan Yates, who wrapped up the game for Georgia Tech. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's go over to the Syracuse side. Tommy DeVito, today, a much better game than what we've seen the past two weeks. 13 for 24, 194 yards, averaging 8.1 yards every pass. 
two touchdowns, one interception. John, I was very impressed with what I saw from DeVito today. He took a large step forward, making passes. For me, making passes when there was pressure, Tommy DeVito advanced today as a quarterback. And maybe it was because, you know, he was back in the comfort of the home stadium, back in the comfort of the dome. He just looked comfortable in the pocket. And it also helps that he wasn't really, you know, on his back much of the day. I think he only got sacked one time today. And there really wasn't that much trouble containing this Georgia Tech defensive line. And, you know, obviously coming into the game, we expected that. They weren't as strong as North Carolina or Pitt's front seven. But nonetheless, yes, he did look very good today. He seemed to put it all together. He was missing some of those deep balls in the first couple games, finally able to connect one to Taj Harris, one to Nikeem Johnson. And that's big going forward because (laughs) we didn't know who was going to be the starting quarterback coming into this game. DeVito certainly asserted himself, yes. But he was certainly helped by the emergence of freshman running back Sean Tucker. 24 carries for 112 yards, two tutties, the first time an SU running back has done that since Mo Neal in 2018. And also Sean Tucker, the first time a Syracuse running back has rushed for over 100 yards in the first half in at least the past two years. So John, Sean Tucker obviously took that huge step forward, and I was super happy to see Sterling Gilbert and Dino Babers finally agree with themselves to go with Sean Tucker as the guy. We've been, we haven't liked what we've seen from Jawar Jordan and Markenzie Pierre. And last week, we saw those little flashes from Tucker. I said he could be that guy, and he is now. My question is, yeah, where has he been, Ian? I mean, we saw him a little bit last week, four carries, 23 yards. And he looked impressive in those, you know, uh, few opportunities he was given. But today, you know, once he got the opportunity to get his carries, to run the ball, we didn't see Jawar Jordan the rest of the game. So I'm just curious, where was that in week one, week two? We really could have used it. Tucker's just solid. He's the closest thing we have to what Abdul Adams or Jarvion Howard would have been. He's a good mix of speed and power, and he's able to you know, run the ball up the middle, break a few tackles, make a few cuts, and he has enough speed where you can use him and get creative with him as well. So 24 carries, 112 yards, just a, a solid performance, nearly averaging five per carry as well. So just a solid day all around from the true freshman. A super aggressive runner. That's what I like the most about Sean Tucker. Every time he gets the ball, it looks like he's going to run someone over. The receiving game went pretty well too. I'm not going to say it was a great game by the receivers because I don't think Syracuse is going to have one of those this year. But let's look at the positive side, right? Nikeem Johnson, four catches for 87 yards. Wonderful to see Nikeem Johnson even being involved in the game plan. Taj Harris, three for 64. I should expect that at this point, correct? Yeah. 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 And my biggest positive out of this whole thing, that was very, very small in the entire scope of the game, but Aaron Hackett, one catch. Luke Benson, one catch. And the first play of the game for Syracuse offensively, was a toss to Aaron Hackett. Gilbert must have been listening to our cast, Ian. I mean, I, I'd really hope so because we seem to we seem to be calling the right things over here. <laughs> I mean, from the get go, their game plan was to get the tight ends involved, and not only from the beginning, but it was pretty consistent. We saw that one play. I think Hackett had a little fade down the middle. He was held, so he drew a flag. You know, those are the kinds of things you can do with Hackett and Benson. The uh, you know they're di- they're dynamic playmakers, and the least you can do is use them. They just refused to the first two games and you know it obviously wasn't a huge difference today they only had one catch a piece for a total of 11 yards but still that's a good start 
And the, the fact that Gilbert and Babers are even looking to use them is a good sign because that means they can go back to them when they need to. I love that Sterling Gilbert finally threw to the tight ends. I have no, I have no qualms. Actually, I was going to say that I, had, I did not have any issues with the Syracuse play calling today. There were still a couple third down calls where I was, I was questioning what was going on. There was a third and five where DeVito threw a deep ball to Harris and he was double covered. I, I, still, I still think there is room to grow in Sterling Gilbert's play calling. Would you agree with me there? I think so, but you know he's. Uh, we say he's developing, but he should already know what he's doing. He should know, know what he's doing. He <laughs> should know what he's doing. But certainly easier to take advantage of a Georgia Tech secondary that got toasted by UCF last week, and now I'm I'm gonna uh, Syracuse didn't exactly run Georgia Tech out of the out of the dome, and they didn't exactly throw deep on Georgia Tech and you know run it up through the air. But I would say it was a solid mix of both. Not not either area of the Syracuse offense looking terrible and both of them not excelling but looking very good and looking like a five-win team in the ACC which is probably the ceiling for the Syracuse team. Sure and certainly you got to be a little bit more confident after today's performance. Yeah and next week Syracuse taking on Duke. Uh, the Blue Devils are currently playing Virginia right now. Uh, 3-0 scoreline in favor of Duke last we checked. Uh, John one last thing I want to touch on: Battle of the Punters today. Yeah, Battle of the Punters. Presley <laughs> Harvin the third, absolute boomer of a leg for Georgia Tech. Seven punts for 345 yards. He was super impressive. Nolan Cooney held his own too. Both of these dudes almost averaging 50 yards a punt. Yeah, Harvin is unbelievable. You you know you were calling for a shank, but I I don't think this guy's capable of shaking one because even if he hits it off the side of his foot. You bet that thing's going at least 40 yards. Long of 64. This guy, uh, it's a huge weapon. You know, the punter isn't typically regarded as a huge weapon in football. But for Georgia Tech, he's a guy that can flip the field position. And he did that several times today. Cooney looked good. Andre Schmidt missed the field goal. Was not very happy about that. Also had an extra point blocked. And Georgia Tech's kicking game was absolutely horrendous. But we expected that coming through. And it wasn't like, you know, the Yellow Jackets missing kicks was it wasn't something that we were surprised about and it wasn't something that honestly really flipped the momentum of the game at all because Syracuse number one already had a lead and number two it's not like anyone was surprised that the Yellow Jackets couldn't get the ball through the uprights I just I had a feeling that something was going to happen as they were kicking that uh that's something they're gonna have to clean up going forward but Syracuse too I mean Schmidt hit that little mid-range field goal, which you know you expect from from him. He's pretty automatic inside thirty, uh, you know, forty yards. But uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be reliable as a deep uh, a, a deep kicker this year. And that's, I mean, you could blame it on him, but I'm really just not a fan of the protections that we've had this year. I feel like the middle of that line has been giving up, um, you know, some pressure consistently in the first couple of games. Well, I'm not a special teams analyst. Seems like something Dino will have to get figured out, and all the special teams coaching staff as well john anything else uh out of this game before we wrap it up well first win over georgia tech ever so that's you know that's yeah, something yeah, that's something the belt for dino uh, you know the story of the game really uh 17 nothing first quarter and from there syracuse just kind of held on but yeah um did not see this coming i said hammer the under I, my score prediction for this was 20 to 16 syracuse winning but uh yeah surprising performance cannot wait for the next two games, two more home games back in the Dome. And uh, really, I, I like the new venue as well, the new the, features. The Dome looks spectacular. I'm super excited 
to get back in, whether it, it may be as a journalist or as a fan. I just want to go in there and see all the new amenities because it looks super cool, it sounds super cool, and they have air conditioning. So <laughs> three big positives for the Dome. Uh, John, you, you mentioned your score prediction. I, I had 27 to 24 Syracuse. Uh, we both had the Orange winning this game, thankfully, but I did not expect it to be you know, the way it was, especially with Syracuse coming out, putting points on the board. But as, as, my, as my sage brain might have it, I said the Syracuse defense was going to force three or more turnovers, which they did. And I also called a defensive touchdown, which happened. What a heck of a play that, that was, was, man. Top Jihad Carter snags the pick, laterals it to Trill Williams, and Trill runs it in for the sixer. Trill was all over the field. Great performance from Trill. Um, even when it seemed like, you know, on that on that one long pass, for example, where he got beat, uh, the closing speed, you know, w- whenever it seems like he's in trouble or he's going to ha- make a bad play, he just kind of recovers and makes up for it. You know, it's uh, just a, an incredible talent. And, and again, just so impressed by the defense, despite no Andre Sisco and so many, you know, injuries and factors you can't really control. They were still just dominant today. So many young freshmen and sophomores showing out. Trill certainly improved his draft stock, and the young guys are certainly on the rise. Syracuse pulls out a 37-20 win, their first game in the Dome this year, and it was a good one. Syracuse is now 1-2 and two on the year, taking on Duke next week. For John Eads, I'm Ian Unsworth. Thank you for listening to this post-game FizzCast. Have a great weekend, and go Orange!